Welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour podcast. Pull up a chair and kick up your feet as you get ready to enjoy some of the industry's most entertaining and actionable Dynasty content on the planet. We're talking veterans, rookies, sleepers, and oh yeah, you know the crew has those dad jokes ready for you. So let's not wait any longer and bring on the host or some combination of Doug, James, and Tyler. Welcome back to the Dynasty Happy Hour. It is just Doug and Corey Spela this week. Corey, how the hell are you? It was a multiple touchdown kind of week in fantasy. Uh, some big scores out there I've seen from my leagues. I've scored big in some leagues. Uh, how did you do this week, and what is new with you? Yeah, man. I mean, it's great to be here. I mean, this is awesome. No Doug. Uh, no Doug. You're here. No <laughs> chef. No Tyler, and this feels like this is what it should be like every week. Um, Fantasy-wise, I don't know. I don't usually check until tomorrow morning. Um, I don't want to go into the night with the stress, so I try to alleviate that, and I will just start tomorrow off with either a good or bad day. You know, that's a smart strategy because I can't help myself. I usually check after the 1 o'clock games, and then I'll check like midway through the 4 o'clock to see where I'm at and to see Derrick Henry just sink me in my big money league where my team is stacked, but like I can't start Jonathan Taylor anymore. I don't think it's a, it's a fun time to be alive. Hey, we're week eight going into week nine here. Uh, you guys will be listening this Monday. So it'd be interesting to see these lineup decisions. Like people may have sat Kyle Pitts, but albeit today, he finally 80 yards touchdown. So that's pretty cool to see lineup decisions are tough. And sometimes you got to make those and you either win or you lose. Yeah, I was thinking to myself today in the one one of the rosters I have Jonathan Taylor. I, it's a dynasty league, of course. I've got Dalvin Cook, McCaffrey, Ramondre, Deontay Foreman, Miles Sanders. Jonathan Taylor's like, when you look at it through a realistic lens, I'm not going to start him over any of those guys right now. So it's been a nice surprise. Like that's the, a nice surprise, which yeah. could have been a thrift shop player. Yes, we'll get there. So we will get there. But before we do, I want to make sure if you are viewing this on YouTube, first of all, thank you. Hit like and subscribe. Ding that bell, as Corey would say, or as the pros say. Uh, check us out on YouTube, Facebook. We're uh, we're live on there as well every week at Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 9-ish Eastern. We're a little early this evening because Corey's like, I can go early. I'm like, you know what? I can too. Um, you know, we want to get this thing out of here. Then I can watch more of the game. Um, you know, the Bills Packers game. So that's that's part of the strategy here. Uh, but yeah, before we get to all the all the fun stuff that we got planned, we are brought to you this week by Manscaped. Proper grooming requires precision engineered. You don't shave your face with a rusty blade. You don't shave your downstairs with anything that's unacceptable. And that's why you go on manscaped.com because they have the right tools for the right job with their skin safe technology, waterproof. LED lit to shine a spotlight on your areas. The lawnmower 4.0 is what I'm talking about. It has a wireless charger. They include now with the 4.0, the weed whacker, nose and ear trimmer. I use it all the time. I'm getting old. I've got ear hairs. They're annoying. So I use it for that. And not only all those things, you're going to look great, but you are going to smell great and you're going to feel great with the crop preserver, the crop cleanser, the crop reviver. It's all about the crops. And I'm not talking about the circles, all right? No conspiracy theories here. So go check out Manscaped for all your grooming needs. Use code DHH for 20% off. Again, check out. 20% off. DHH. Manscaped, your balls, they'll thank you. I'm pretty sure. They're going to they're gonna give you a nice handshake and say, good job. All right. 
Let's keep this thing moving. We're going to cover some news real quick. You know, the good news, I was talking to Corey pre-show, and one of the best things this week is that there wasn't any seemingly, like, major, major injuries. We had some injuries in the 4 o'clock game. Tyler Higby left the game with a neck injury for the Rams. And also, Cooper Cup limped off pretty heavily at the end of that game, uh, in that garbage time game with the Rams offense. Ronnie Rivers outtouched Darrell Henderson. Like, what world are we living in? And now there's rumors that if Cam Akers isn't traded by Tuesday, he'll play for the team. How's that going to work? But anywho, I'm sure Sean McVay has a plan or something. That Rams offense still broken. Uh, it's start Cooper Cup and don't worry about anything else, more or less. Uh, Van Jefferson, I don't know if he was activated, but he should be back. So maybe that gives him a little bit more life. But um, yeah, so a couple of injuries for an already hurting Rams offense. Maybe Allen Robinson becomes fantasy relevant again. Who knows? Uh, so supposedly with the trading deadline up on Tuesday, there's been calls. I guess the Bills have called the Saints about Alvin Kamara. There's also been rumors about the Bills possibly uh, calling the Browns about Kareem Hunt or the Rams about Cam Akers. So the Bills are clearly looking for a running back here, um, which is interesting to me because I think Devin Singletary has been pretty good. James Cook, sorry, Tyler, but it's not going to be this year. Um Unless there's like a major injury, they don't trade for someone, Singletary goes down, then maybe Cook starts to see more work. You know, the narrative of them, you know, them trying to sign J.D. McKissick and then using the draft capital on Cook, I feel like maybe that was the plan and then something changed because they're clearly not looking to implement Cook. The only time we've seen him really touch the field is in garbage time. Um, You know, he scored a nice touchdown uh, two weeks ago, and that was in garbage time. It wasn't like it was in the middle of a game that was competitive. Uh, it's a very interesting situation. I feel that the Bills are treating their running back situation very similar to how the Chiefs are treating it. It's kind of like a committee. It's Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Jarek McKinnon, maybe Isaiah Pacheco. Like, oh, Pacheco's the starter. Everyone goes to start him, and then he doesn't do anything. A team like the Bills and the Chiefs, I hate to say this, they don't need to run the yeah. ball. They don't need to run the ball. So if you're starting, I mean, starting Singletary makes sense because he's been getting the majority of the touches, but like the Chiefs backfield, like, why bother? It's too, you can't figure it out. So don't even bother. Just stay away. Um, so it'd be interesting if the Bills actually trade for a running back. I'm interested to see, you know, what kind of trades that we're going to see here um, by the Tuesday deadline. You know, we saw the big trade of McCaffrey payoff today for the San Francisco 49ers. Not only did he throw for a touchdown, he caught a touchdown and he ran for a touchdown. And that's the first time that's happened yeah, in the good. NFL since LaDainian Tomlinson did it a while ago. Uh, so McCaffrey looking like the, the Shanahan McCaffrey marriage is looking real nice. And there was no Debo Samuel this week. So that'll be interesting to see when he comes back, how that impacts McCaffrey's workload. But man, McCaffrey looks good. I think he's happy to be on a team that has potential to win, uh, as the Niners did today. And it looks like they kind of righted the ship a little bit against the Rams. So that, but yeah, uh, any, anything, any trades that you would like to see, not only for real football purposes, but for fantasy purposes, is there like a couple trades in mind that you would love to see um, take place here uh, before Tuesday? Yeah, that is a great question. And I'd love to see that here coming up 11, one at, I think it's 2 PM Eastern. I mean, you know, to the bills and the chiefs, how they're not running the ball, but maybe that's just because they can't with who they have. So maybe acquiring a Kareem hunt, uh, Alvin Kamara, you know, that's just going to make them more able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, with those rumors going around, that is the thing. Zach Moss has been rumored to be in trades, but like, who really cares about that? We really yeah. are paying attention to Kamara and Hunt. Cam Akers, I guess, is cool. I don't know what happened with him with the Rams. I don't know if it is yeah. the Achilles or if it's like there's just the locker room thing and it's just like this environment's not working. 
But it is cool if teams are interested in him because that means they may want to utilize him. But who knows what's going to happen? Because if it is the Achilles holding him back, then he's just never going to rise to the crop, similar to how James Robinson did with the Jets. Well, maybe, maybe it'll be like Donta Foreman. Like it's going to take a couple of years, right? Yeah, and look at him now. I mean, everybody thought he was just going to be a 10-carry, you know, 30-yard guy, just boom, bang, bam. And He was good all- for Tennessee last year. He looked – I picked up Foreman in a bunch of dynasty leagues, What you know, because he was dirt cheap. He was free. Um, and I started him a couple of weeks when Derrick Henry missed time, and he was productive, and here we are again. No Chuba Hubbard. I started uh, Dante Foreman in a couple of leagues, and he scores three touchdowns. He looks good. Like, he looks like the player that we saw in college. And people forget, like – when he was with the Houston Texans and he tore his Achilles, like he was on like a wide open touchdown run. Like he, he flashed potential and it's just taken him, taking him a little bit longer yeah. to get he, back. He's definitely a pocket like Derrick Henry. I mean, there's a reason why the Titans utilized him like that when Henry went down. And so to recap with the trades, I mean, it's going to be Kamara hunt. I think news with Cleveland is that Kareem hunt asked for the trade and the Browns said they will honor it. So that means he definitely is going, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, Kamara, it may just be out of the price range. I know Howie over there with the Eagles, the GM may finesse it, but if the uh, what are they called? The Saints, if they really want their first round pick back, I mean, yeah, CMC it's gonna, be a, top, get a, first it's gonna pick. be a top 10 pick, yeah, yeah. Um, so wide receiver wise, uh, I think Kendrick Bourne, uh, well, Devontae Parker went out with a knee injury today, so oh, that, so may, that may complicate play. things for the Pats. Uh, um, who I are mean, some receivers? Board's been dinged up. Nelson Aguilar has been kind of inactive. Taekwon Thornton. It's been Jacoby Myers and log out. Who else? I I really, I mean, this is a hypothetical. I really wish KJ Hamler got traded to a different team. I know the Chargers are probably going to be looking at maybe getting something. So maybe they can get a cheap option there. What are some receivers, man? There's really no big name receivers, right? Yeah, I don't see any rumored receivers getting moved. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. No tight end. I mean, the Albert Ukwebunum, if he could go somewhere that will utilize his skill set, that'll be cool. But I mean, that's probably tough to get a, you know, yeah, Dol- it's, uh, we'll, we'll talk about Greg Doltich here shortly um, as one of our risers this week. So, but yeah, I think the trade deadline, it's always, it's nice that we're actually getting activity now with the trade deadline. Whereas in years past, it was like a joke. Um, it's, it's good now that teams, especially with like the compensatory picks, like when the, the chiefs traded for Kadarius Tony this week, they traded a third round pick, but it was one of those compensatory freebie picks they got for like a coach moving on to another team. Oh, um, cool. so it didn't really cost them much of anything. Right. And Tony's not making a lot of money this year. Next year, I think he goes up to just under $2 million. Rookie and, year. um, and the chiefs, I mean, if anything, I mean, I don't think Tony was traded this week. So that was before that was after. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Kadarius Tony to the chiefs. I think that there was just bad blood there with the giants organization that regime didn't draft him. I don't think he was as injured. Like, why wouldn't he be on IR if he's been out for six weeks? Um, I just think it was like a, a Kenny Galladay. Like, yeah, he's kind of hurt. We just don't want him around. Like, um, so yep. Kadarius Tony on the Chiefs to me, it, it's disappointing because I think we all wanted Sky Moore to be a thing, and they're obviously looking for some juice in the passing game because Juju. Yeah, he had a couple of he had a long touchdown the last time we saw him out there. You know, we've seen Justin Watson make some plays, but he's unreliable. McCole Hardman's putting together some touchdowns here and there, but he's inconsistent. Um, I think that Kid- they looked at Kadarius Tony and said, this guy can be a difference maker on the field with the ball in his hands. And that is um, something that they're looking for. Not like the next Tyree kill, because 
there's no other Tyreek Hill. Like, let's be honest. I mean, he's on pace to break 2,000 receiving yards this year, which is bananas. Um, but I, I like Kadarius Tony. I think if anything, for us dynasty owners that had Kadarius Tony, I had him on a taxi squad in a league that I'm with Tyler and James. And um, if anything, like that's like best case scenario is like go to a team with Patrick Mahomes and maybe become a thing. Like totally, I'm totally cool with that. What were your thoughts when you first heard about Tony going to the Chiefs? Yeah, um, I mean, great trade. Obviously, you nailed it there with the injury. He's not injured. There was definitely some bad blood going on. I mean, there were some tweets that he said, uh, you know, when he got traded saying, you know, I'm not injured, basically. And I love it for the Chiefs. They are looking for that immediate thing. Juju has been having a good thing. MVS is just not working out. A lot of people are worried about Sky Moore. People are forgetting he just became a wide receiver like maybe two years ago. It's because he wears number 24 and it looks weird. Yeah, because he, well, <laughs> just outside this window, the audio listeners cannot see. Uh, Sky Moore used to live right around here. He was, he in high school, he was a quarterback, went to Western uh, Kalamazoo here, Western Michigan University. They converted him to cornerback, so he got the number 24 for that. And then I think, what, it was a junior year or something? He then transitioned to wide receiver. So now he's just learning this whole new position. I think it's going to be great to have Tony come fill in and then Sky Moore can just kind of really, truly sit back, relax and develop a little bit more, get more accustomed to this NFL play style at a position he is still learning. Yeah, I agree. Sky Moore, if you if you believed in Sky Moore going into the process, the, the time is now to go and try to acquire him because the, the value is Whoa. super duper low. You know, anyone that drafts a fringe first round pick is what Sky Moore was. He was in the first round a lot because the hype was up there, especially after he went only 12 um, targets this year. Yeah. I mean, dynasty owners, as much as they should be patient because it's dynasty, they are some of the most impatient people you will ever meet. So uh, definitely recommend taking a look at uh, acquiring some yeah. sky more. If you can, that definitely builds on the point of like this Jamar chase, Justin Jefferson, this immediate production, just filling these people's needs of like um, immediacy. People forget like some of these positions, they actually do need to take a year or two to actually develop. We saw it with Christian Kirk, who kind of exploded this fifth year. But, you know, he's always been a decent guy, but something we want them to take the extra step. But sometimes it just needs to take a couple extra year or two, maybe three for some players, you know, especially if they are also then want to bootleg this to recovering from injuries like you did with Foreman and that Achilles injury. Yep. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Elijah Moore. So this mm. should have been. A really oh, good spot for Elijah Moore. Corey Davis was out. Elijah Moore was active. Uh, you know, we're going to talk the other New York Jets receiver in our risers section. But mm. Elijah Moore got one target. He said he's not sure why he only got one target after the game. Um, very frustrating because we saw Elijah Moore in a five-game sample be a top 10 wide receiver in fantasy last year. And he looked great. And everybody loved Elijah Moore. And now you want to talk. So it's it's... Go buy the Moors. It's go buy Sky Moore. Go buy Elijah Moore. And David Moore. And, and David Moore. And <laughs> DJ Moore was a few weeks ago. You can't buy low on that anymore. Um, Rondale had a good game. Today. Rondale had a good game, too. Lots, lots, lots of Moors. Um, Give so, me more. So for me, Elijah is... Mm. I would be surprised... I'm so sad, dude. If he starts next year as a Jet. You can he already shouldn't. you can already see the problems brewing. Um, but the Jets have shown that they can be really, really um, – what's the word I want to look for? What is it? Tell us. The word I'm looking for, up? they can be very uh, – not ignorant. It's very uh, – What is it? Not ignorant? 
but Denzel Mims. So Denzel Mims Mad requested me? a trade. Denzel Mims requested a trade. He wanted out. They're like, nope. Elijah Moore is doing the same thing. So dude, he worse. had a big day today. Yeah, Mims. Sixty-three yard catch. I liked it, Denzel. Yeah, Mims. Elijah Moore, man. I'm so sad, man. I don't want to talk about this, but I know we have to as a dynasty podcast and you mm-hmm. know dynasty listeners. What are we doing with Elijah Moore? What are the Jets doing with Elijah Moore? Do you uh, think he gets me, traded? For me personally, I'm holding because I still believe in the talent. I'm buying. I've seen it at the NFL level. It's not like he was in college and I never saw it. I saw it. He was a top 10 wide receiver for a five-week stretch last year. I've seen it. I know that he can do it. He's good. So I am holding or I'm trying to acquire on someone that's like, wow, he was healthy and got one target. This guy's cheeks. Get him off my team. Yeah. Um, I, would would you would you would you send a late twenty three second for Elijah oh, Moore? Or do you think that's too yeah, much? Absolutely. I mean, Elijah Moore, he is good. Like individually as the player, he is. He's like a Tony Pollard. We know the guy is good. They just need their opportunities. Um, the Jets they found their identity with Brees Hall, and they're a run first team. Tyler Conklin has been a great addition. I want to say they found their identity with Joe Flacco. Is that a hot take? Bring him back. Everybody wants him back. Zach Wilson is obviously cheeks. Not it. He's not it. I mean, they believed in him. He's, you know, he's shown his flashes. He made some nice throws today, but he also made some boneheaded ones. So that's that's, the Zach Wilson experience. Yeah, he's, I mean, there's the potential. It's like Baker Mayfield. The potential is there. It's just not found, or maybe it cannot be found. The flashes are there, but this team, yeah, Joe Flacco, I mean, he was airing it out. 50 times a game, but Brees Hall was a main focal yeah. point and it proved it when they went and signed James Robinson or uh, traded for him. Elijah Moore, though, is definitely an individual talent you got to buy into. He's still like 22, 23 years old. He's done it versus man, versus zone, versus press coverage. You could check out reception perception or whatever it is called for that. Yep. PFF had him highly rated there as a rookie, too. That was a strong sample size. I know people don't think it's a lot of games, but you know, you only need about three data points to consider a trend. Elijah Moore is going to be doing well. There's a definitely bad blood similar to Kadarius Tony. So late 23 second is definitely something I would look to do. So a couple weeks before this Elijah Moore drama happened, I traded Joe Mixon for Elijah Moore and uh, assumed early seconds in 2023. Okay. I'm a believer in more. And I know obviously I could probably get more value now instead of Elijah Moore because he's going down. But mm-hmm. you know, I'm thinking a little few steps ahead next year. Yeah. I think that stock's going up for sure. Okay. I like that. I mean, Mixon's tough to get rid of. I think Mixon's still a good player, but I, I see where you're going with that. Thank you, man. Uh, the last thing I want to mention is the Atlanta Falcons are first in the NFC South. Fun game to watch if you get to watch that one. That's a shout-out for Tyler, who's not here tonight. Uh, Falcons fan. So he is very happy with the way that that game. I wouldn't uh, be. Wound up uh, well. They wound up with the win, so I guess that's the best thing. But they need to get a quarterback. They need a tank for Stroud or Young, and getting a win. And DJ Moore gets the DJ Moore gets the wow. That's an amazing play to the boneheaded play of the day from the sixty-two yard touchdown to the celebration to get them moved back for the extra point, and then they miss. They could lose now. Next year he's getting Stroud or Young because the Carolina are furthering their chances (laughs) to get this guy. That was a great move by DJ Moore to score a touchdown. Pad those fantasy stats, make us happy, and then get the team penalized so they the, can get a good quarterback. The biggest distraction in that right. game was watching PJ Walker because he was catching flies the whole time. His mouth is open at all times. I was just like, "Can you just? Can you not?" He's just like, "No, he was good." But it's just watching him play. He's just open mouth the whole time. Like, I guess he did do pretty bad. But I mean, that's a good story coming from. 
oh, the XFL. 100%. I mean, at least they're competitive. I don't think they would have been with Baker. There, I said it. All right. <laughs> Let's move on. I, I want to give a shout out to Trophy Smack for sponsoring us. As usual, our longest standing sponsor here on the Dynasty Happy Hour. Whether it's football, hockey just started, Bruins, best record in the NHL. Yeah, basketball, Celtics doing well. I'm going to keep it all regional. Baseball, I don't want to talk about the Red Sox. Soccer, any type of sport that you're playing, they have a trophy for you. They're completely customizable. So if you're playing in a beer pong league, a cornhole league, pickleball, which I heard is a big thing, they can make a trophy for you. Customize it as much as you want. Use code DHHRING, get a free $60 championship ring with the purchase of a trophy or a belt. And this is no like cheap ring that you find in your grandmother's jewelry box, okay? Mm. This is like heavy-duty stuff. It's not costume jewelry or anything like that. Um, it's good stuff. So make sure you check that out. Code DHHRING. And they have the stuff for the losers in your league. So, you know, we can't all be winners. Sometimes I'm a loser in my leagues. My rebuilding ones, I'll gladly take the L. You want to buy me a toilet seat necklace? You want to, you know, get me a pile of poop? Whatever it is. That's fine. Uh, once again, code DHH ring for that free ring at checkout on trophysmack.com. All right. We're going to talk top rookie performers. Kind of a quiet week for rookies, don't you think? Corey, like, uh, I mean, uh, that's bold of you to assume that I watch again. Um, it's kind of when I come onto this show is when I kind of figure out the news that happens. So, um, or, <laughs> you're, you know, you're learning the, as we're learning. Yeah, in the small group chats, I definitely did not hear of any big performances. I know uh, the effort or previously kind of talked about um, Greg Dulcich had a good game. Garrett Wilson, I'm sure Kenneth, I'm sure Kenneth Walker did good. I have no idea. I'm just assuming. Uh, he, had, he did have a 16 yard touchdown. He only had about 65 yards rushing. They bottled him up pretty well. I was actually surprised that Ken Walker. Wow. I'm actually surprised Ken Walker and Saquon Barkley had quieter days based on those wow. defensive trends. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he did. He did not have a good day. 18 for 51 for one touchdown and then mm-hmm. one reception for a yard. And he oh, got the touchdown, touchdown late, too. Yeah. Oh, but anyways, rookie performers. Who cares about that bad rookie performer? Drake London, how did he do? Four for 31. That's not bad. That's okay. <laughs> that's not good, but... You can't you know, start Drake London right now. You shouldn't be starting Drake London, right? Like, that's, no, the, that's the rule. I mean, I don't know what happened in that game. Obviously, they're... Like, Arthur Smith is doing what Arthur Smith does, and I mean, it's good to see... London and Pitts get involved more, but you know, that went into overtime who like it shouldn't have gone into overtime pretty much. Yeah. You can't start him, but you should be acquiring him. Um, Who else? Who else is out there as a rookie? Greg Dulcich. Do you want to talk about him? Yeah. Dulcich has been a nice surprise. Now, James, uh, our co-host here is been a big Greg Dulcich fan from the jump. He's been all about Dulcich. I think he was his tight end one in this class and Dulcich is showing out four for 87. You know, he had a long touchdown a couple of weeks ago. Um, before the bye week, and the, he's kind of turning into what we all thought Albert Okawebunam would hopefully be, and now Okawebunam is uh, riding pine, and it's Dolchich season. So if you drafted Greg Dolchich in your tight end premium leagues, you probably got him in the third or fourth round. He's so startable because tight end is good. is that bad. And also another rookie tight end. It's been a, you know what? It's been a pretty good year it? for rookie tight ends. It has Dolchich. Been. We had Bellinger. Unfortunately, it looks like he's going to miss the rest of the season with an injury. <sighs> Um, but Isaiah likely Mark yeah. Andrews went down with an injury, he landed on his shoulder early in that game and Lamar Jackson leaned on Isaiah likely. And he went six for 77 and one. Uh. And we all saw the potential of Isaiah likely we did. in the pre in the preseason. Like he was killing right. the preseason, getting a bunch of targets he did. And, and really getting established. He's got a, almost like a Demarius Thomas type of build where he doesn't look like a tight end. He looks like a kind of 
yoked up wide receiver and he moves like one. So he creates a lot of um, uh, mismatches with linebackers and safeties because he can, he can get by them with his athleticism. And he didn't test that well at the combine. He's one of these guys that like, he didn't test well. So people, he went undrafted in most of our rookie drafts because we draft a couple of weeks after the NFL draft and likely is a guy that, I ended up picking up in uh, an industry league that I'm in, and I put in like 20 bucks, it's, which is a pretty heavy bid. But I liked him because it's tight end premium, and you just never know. Like if Andrews is out for the season, likely he'll be a tight end one. It's easy because really? t- tight end sucks one, and B the Ravens' offense runs through the tight end. They don't go through receivers as much, unless the, like I mean we saw Demarcus Robinson catching passes this week. And looking decent. And Devin DuVernay, like, no offense to him. Well, you know, Rashad Bateman got hurt. Like, that offense is beat up. And if they're lacking receivers and Andrews is back, they probably still will use Likely. So, I liked what I saw out of Likely. Um, other rookies that we saw, Garrett Wilson had a really nice game. Six six for 115. It was a good matchup. You know, the Patriots corners are fairly good. Um, I actually started Garrett Wilson in a couple of DFS lineups because cheap, and I wanted a cheaper receiver option. And he ended up paying off. Now, he, it's been quiet for Garrett Wilson these last couple of weeks. But without Corey Davis in there, without Elijah Moore getting any targets, it was all the targets going to Tyler Conklin, who kind of reemerged as a tight end one this week and, and led the way at the tight end position so far. Um, and Garrett Wilson. And Garrett Wilson, to me, I mean, he was Tyler. He was his wide receiver one. And Garrett Wilson is showing that, like, yeah, he he's, he's got that profile. Um, you know, he's, he's been more productive than Drake London because at least the jets are throwing the football. He's good. So, yeah. So Garrett Wilson looked really good for the jets. And then, um, you know, we talked about Ken Walker, you know, he's going to get a workload. We know that, um, you know, getting the touchdown kind of saved his fantasy day. Mm -hmm. And then Tyler Algier, 14 for 39. And he had three for 46 and a receiving touchdown, I believe. So Algier, you know, the Falcons, the Falcons aren't changing what they're doing. They're running the football. And it's a, it's a combination of Caleb Huntley and Algier. And I will say this, if you're a dynasty team that's competing and you're looking for a cheap piece at running back right no, now, don't say it, go get Cordell Patterson. Oh, good. Okay. Dude, I thought yeah. you'd be like, get started out Tyler Algier. Cause yeah, no way. Yeah. Patterson and then Williams, when he comes back too, they're going to yeah. get slotted in at one, two. If, oh, you're, looking God, for a, if, you, no, if you're looking, if you're looking for quit. a cheap quit. piece on a comp com, competitive team, TikTok. Cordero, I mean, we got to give up what, like a third to get you Cordell Patterson. Well, if that actually in a league, I think that happened. Uh, I think it was Chef or Tyler that made that trade to get Patterson for a third in a league that I'm in with them. So yeah, yeah, that, that's a uh, yeah. great trade because I mean yeah. they're they're not going to change what they do. They're going to no. keep running the football, and Patterson should be able to touch the ball 15 to 20 times, even pretty easily. Yeah, so. I like that one. Wow, uh, so did you yeah. save that one? You got to be nervous, bro. Nah, man, I'm good. I'm not that, wow. that crazy. But yeah, so those, that, those, those are some of the rookie top performances. You know, at quarterback, uh, we talked about top performances. Let's talk about some. Rookie? We got some time. Malik? So I want to talk about rookie quarterbacks. Malik Willis. Malik. It, was all, it was all Derrick Henry today. Yeah. But Malik Willis didn't even run the ball effectively, which Five. was disappointing. Five for 12. Uh, so yeah, Robert Woods was Pick the only receiver. Better. The only receiver to have more than one catch, and he had two. Dude, 10 attempts, six completions. Their game plan against the Texans was, yeah, running. Derrick Henry and log out, and a little bit of Dalton Hilliard sprinkled in. 32 carry. Dude, Henry, the last four games he has played against the Houston Texans, he has 200 yards rushing. And multiple touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, 32 times. That's back-to-back 30. He's average. Dude, 
People faded Henry because of that foot thing, man, but he came back early last year, came back, and they're giving he's, him the ball. He's Every, getting 25 touches a game. He's one of the he's, only guys that does it. <laughs> he, used to, he was actually involved in the uh, receiving game earlier this year. They had him moving. So I was watching a little bit of that game, and they had, like moving, they had him moving pre-snap motion. That's sick, Which dude. was weird because I was like, you usually Derrick Henry, wow. you know, his hands are on his thighs or on his knees, yeah, ready dude. to take the ball. They had him moving around, and I'm like, this, awesome. looks, this looks so strange. That's awesome. Um, he almost has a career high in receptions through six games, seven games. Yeah, it's wild. So, yeah. Good the, for him. Good so, for for rookie, so, for rookie quarterbacks, Malik Willis, rough. Kenny Pickett, rough. Like, Yeah, can, Kenny Pickett. Yes, yes, the defense can. They can pick it. Yeah. Almost an interception every game. Six, seven, eight so far in the five games. He's looking rough, but, I mean, the Steelers, they're going to – buy into him and develop him. They're pretty good at development. So I don't know. He's 24 years old though, man. Are you nervous about Pickett? Like he's it? got, he's got the talent around him, right? Sure. Like he's got Fryermuth, Pickens, Deontay Johnson, Claypool's not garbage. Najee. Oh, he might be traded. He might be traded. Go on. Um, they just gotta, they just gotta build the line. Yeah. They um, should have already done that. Yeah. But they decided to use picks on That's positions okay. they didn't really need. But anyway, um, okay. I, I think, we I think pick, I'm not, Super duper concerned with Pickett yet. Coaching is pretty bad. I mean, Tomlin's a good coach. The offensive coordinator, oh, Matt Canada, is not great. That's what I'm saying. Canada gotta go. Yeah, Canada needs to go back to gotta Canada. Go. Yeah, yeah, he needs yeah, to go. get him out of here. Um, so yeah, rookie quarterbacks weren't great today. Second year guy Sam Ellinger got his first start. Eh, like okay, maybe Matt Ryan would have won that game for them. Seventeen the for twenty three. He only turned it over via fumble. Yeah. We but he did, his job, dude. he did his job. Yeah, he was fair. I just, yeah, it's, I didn't see anything that like made me go, oh, this kid's got it. It was just kind of like, okay. It was like Bailey Zappi in his first game. Like, okay. Like, right. he's playing safe. Can... Don't turn the ball over. High completion percentage. <laughs> I don't know. Cool. Next week against the Patriots, though, will be tough because we were worried about Zach Wilson. But obviously, Belichick gets that defense scheming with those, you know, pass rushers to kind of disrupt the flow a little bit. So, mm -hmm. I don't know. Hopefully, they could bounce back. I mean, that's good to see Sam Ellinger out there. I mean, everybody probably bid a ton of money on him. You could have sure. Maybe you flipped them. I don't know if you got them. You could flip them for something. I, but... I did not have him anywhere. So, I didn't. I have nothing to do with Ellinger. I have no stake in the game. But maybe some people could flip for a third. I don't know. Maybe package it to get a second. Because obviously, you know, in a super flex league, people love their quarterbacks. I'm someone that is believes that having a quarterback in your super flex is overrated. But same. Thank you. I That's actually good. started in, in the UDPL. I started five running backs and only one yeah. quarterback today. You don't need to. Just I mean, obviously, were good. if you have Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, yeah. But, you know, yeah. you're but if you're if it's between. Zach Wilson at your super flex or like Damian Pierce. You're I started Michael Carter Pierce. over Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. And how did Jimmy average? It was, it ended up being kind of a wash. I mean, he was, he had a uh, couple more points, I think. Yeah. I mean, but you right. can't expect a 20 point game from him all the time. Like you're no. expecting like 14, 15. If you're lucky, he was projected for like 12 and change. Yeah. So. And then you don't want to be throwing like Zach Wilson out there at your super Just, flex. Yeah. If you could put someone else in there, but I digress, you know, that's a rant for another time. Yes, exactly. So that's our top rookie performers. Let's get on to our biggest risers in dynasty today. I think, you know, riser that we've seen kind of, there was a window that was open and now in the, in the last couple of weeks, since the Robbie Anderson trade, since the Christian McCaffrey it? trade, 
it's DJ Moore. He went six Ooh. for 152 and one. Now, this is a little misleading because at halftime, DJ Moore only had one catch. Really? So, yeah. Oh. So he didn't have a lot of catches. I had him in a couple DFS lineups, so I was keeping an eye on it. And I had him in a prop bet on underdog, which we'll talk about later. Um, so I was keeping an eye on DJ Moore. So he ends up, you know, the big 62-yard touchdown. That big. Little, yeah, big game. Um, beautiful right. catch by him, by the way. It was not, not a great celebration. But um, it was so, calculated. He's calculated. So DJ yeah. Moore, uh, obviously, when we talk about target share, but in that same game, so I think, you know, DJ Moore, we know, is a very talented wide receiver. He's consistent as can be. You know, he's 1,100 yards and four touchdowns every year. Last three years. Yeah. Um, so he'll he'll give you that again this year, no doubt. Uh, and he's still super young. He's on a long-term deal. Like, he gets one of those rookie quarterbacks. So DJ Moore, definitely a big riser. The window's closed on him. But in that same game, I want to talk mm, a little bit about – I want to talk a little bit about my boy, Terrace Marshall. Ooh, ooh what happened today? So Terrace Marshall, nine targets, which How is many? beautiful. Nine. nine. And and they gave him a couple of red nine. zone looks. That's almost more than last year. The thing with Terrace Marshall that's so intriguing to is me it? is he's got a great pedigree. Mm. The draft capital is pretty good. Second round. His He looks like an alpha to me. Like oh, he's built. Tough. I'll be like He's built. I talked about 200. I talked about Demarius Thomas earlier. Mm. And he reminds me a little bit about DT. Mm. Like he's that big guy, muscle, bulk. Like you're not going to take him down easily. Nope. He had a long play that was a huge play for the Panthers. So he goes four for 87. Yes, he had he a, at least a couple of red zone targets. At least. So this is a guy that I have held on a couple of <laughs> dynasty rosters, even though Same. he was relatively <laughs> worthless going into the season. Yeah. And we're finally seeing some potential out of Terrace Marshall. So this is a guy that um, I like that. That that I wouldn't mind going that I've I've believed in for a while, and right. we talk about in the off season a quarterback upgrade. We do like okay, like mm-hmm. why why can't Terrace Marshall be the number two there? Yeah, why not? And especially if Wilkes, the guy that took over the interim coach, he just knows what he's doing. When he got the job, he fired everybody. He's playing Marshall. I don't know who the offensive coordinator is, but. They're playing these guys that they believe in. And if they can stay the system, Marshall's on a rookie deal for a couple more years. They're a rebuilding team. Why do they need to get these other positions? Yep. Or why do they need to upgrade the position when they have more Marshall? they got to get other positions, tight end, probably offensive line and defensive pieces, especially if Brian Burns is traded. Marshall's doing well. Love to see that. So what is like, what are you trying to acquire him for? If you don't have him a third, like do you, um, you're not throwing a second, obviously no, like, no, no, throwing no, no, no. A, a player. I would like do, I would do like a mid ish. I don't like believe what? in, I don't believe in long-term on Conklin. I think you could get, you could get Marshall plus for Conklin right now. Really? Okay. Interesting. Okay. So what, what, what pick are you okay with going and what? Uh, I would okay be okay sending like a mid third for Terrace Marshall. And what kind of player, um, like, you know what I mean? Like, a little bit of diversity here in terms of because you know it's easy to say I'll give a mid third, but it's like not everybody's going to accept that. I would what give like a kind of gain well. Let's go say Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah, easily. Like I do that. He's an older player. Yes, he's on the Bills offense. He might help that. He might help that person this year, but he's not going to help me long term. Give me Terrace Marshall, and we'll do the long term play. Terrace Marshall in a second or Gabe Davis. See, I'm not a big Gabe Davis guy. Terrace Marshall in a second or Elijah Moore. Give me Terrace Marshall in a second. Wow. Uh, okay. Okay. Who else? <laughs> what about what? What's a what's a running back? For Deontay Foreman, you're a contender, uh, or not? I don't know. Deontay Foreman or Terrace Marshall? Because Foreman could easily be that guy next year. Because Carolina Panthers could address different needs. 
Terrace Marshall in the fourth. I don't know, you know. Ah, that's a hard one. I mean, running backs are so. Mm, so when I think you. That's a hard one. I'd have to think on that one. He did great. Nine targets. And I think last week against the Bucks, he even had like one or two plays called back from a penalty. So he did. his yeah. box score stats aren't necessarily showing, but the opportunities are there. And Marshall, yeah. I mean, he's going into his second. This next year will be his third year. His offense, literally week seven, when the coaching changed, he's been getting involved more. That's two straight weeks. So next week yep. against the Bengals, he may have a big game because if that game's a shootout, I mean, you're going to want to jump on Terrace Marshall now before next week, assuming against the Bengals, it's going to be a shootout. Yeah, 100%. So in that same game, we've got three Panthers on this list. We talked about Deonta Foreman, but 26, 26 carries for 118 yards and three touchdowns. You know, I think he's three years removed from the Achilles injury now. Um it might be four. It's it was been a while. Um, but he looks. I mean, they were comparing him to Derrick Henry while on the telecast, and yeah, he he runs over guys, and you cannot Five take years. him down. You cannot take him down on the first contact. So Deonta Foreman, I mean, you got him for free. So if you're a rebuilding team, and you know how we pick up those free players on rebuilding teams, just yeah, hoping, just, just hoping that they have value. What do you do it's with a, them? It's a perfect time if you're a rebuilding team to flip them. Acrobatic him. style. If someone is like, I need a running back bad, they may be thirsty enough to give you a late second. second. A late second. I did that with Cordell Patterson last year in the playoffs. Yep. It didn't work out, but these people are going to make the move. So, yeah, flip those guys. Acrobatics. Yeah, 100%. Cirque but but Deontay Foreman, great, great story. Let's talk a little bit about <laughs> Travis Etienne. So, James Robinson gets traded to the Jets. And what you know, happened? cool for him, I guess. Um, but Travis Etienne, it, it's the prince that was promised has arrived. Wow. 24 yeah. carries, 156 yards, and a touchdown. I think he had four or five uh, receptions as well, just for not a lot of yardage. But six. Travis Etienne has arrived. And yes. congratulations if you were smart enough to not only to hold, buy. but to buy. In a rebuilding team that I have with my buddy Damon, we sent the 102 for Travis Etienne and a couple of players. And he's like, are you sure you want to do this? I said, yes. I said, I believe in Travis Etienne. Yes. And even then he's like, people are asking us about Etienne. And I said, he's part of our future. Yes. Do not sell. Like no. we are building around Travis Etienne. We're building around. We traded and got Joe Burrow. Like it takes time to rebuild the dynasty roster. It's not easy to just flip it in a year. Uh, it's not overnight. Uh, especially in a 14 team league. It's really tough. Mm, 14 so, so congratulations if you held strong on Travis Etienne or you went and acquired him while his stock was lower because his stock during the summer was super high. Then it cooled off. Then it got low mm -hmm. with the Robinson usage, but his metrics weren't good. Like James Robinson, cool story. I just don't think he's a great running back. Like he's, his metrics are just ho-hum average. Like he, he masks it by long saying. runs. I know. What so saying. it makes, it makes the other metrics look better. But when you break it down, like he's running just as many runs for no gain as he has positive gains. That's not good. So I'm surprised the Jets traded for James Robinson. I'm going to be completely honest. But I'm they glad they did because now we see Travis Etienne. Did the as, Jets win? No, they lost to the oh, Pats. But I mean they're five and three now. They're they're going for they I kind of like that move just to segue into that because it 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 the culture is like we're winning now. That's probably great for the locker room. Like we're not just going to give up on our season because Brees Hall lost. I don't know. I kind of like that for that reason. But that yeah. doesn't mean much for us in the Dynasty podcast. But I like that it just showed the team, like, hey, we're not giving in. Yeehaw. Fair. 
But I mean, come on, they're obviously all performing projections, but you know, yeah. so you Travis Travis talk. Etienne, big riser this week. Uh, and going forward, I think he'll be an RB one this season. So going forward, so I mean, first game he got twenty seven opportunities. First game, yeah. How many other running backs did that today? Uh, Derrick Henry yeah, and probably. McCaffrey. Donta Foreman had twenty six. McCaffrey, like there was if only a, there was only a handful of guys that touched the Pollard, ball that, that much. No, nah, I didn't even think he touched the ball that much. What? But yeah, and and Pollard, that's a good transition. Right. Great. 15. You know, we've all everyone except for Jerry Jones has been like. Play Pollard more. He's better than Zeke. So what does always has what does Pollard do? Fourteen for one thirty-one, and not one, not two, but three touchdowns for Tony Pollard, including another long run, which is his bread and butter. He is he's good, man. It's thunder and lightning all over again. It's like the um, what was that good combo in in San Diego? It was Michael Turner and Danny Woodhead or whoever. Um, okay, it's I thunder believe- and lightning. You know, Zeke has looked better in these recent weeks, but he's injured. Yeah, he's not good. I'm not rushing him back. They just scored 40 points with Tony. You see what Jerry Jones said? No. What did he say? He said something. I'm paraphrasing. Like when Zeke is back, he is our guy. When he's healthy, he's our guy. Of course he's going to. And they'll probably be stubborn and give Zeke 20 carries and Pollard eight touches because they're idiots. Insane. I mean, they're winning. So I guess like they'll be like, well, we're winning. Um, I know it's it's definitely the contract situation. Similar to Amari Cooper. After this year, they're, they can get out of it. And yeah. they can kick Zeke to the curb, similar to and how they Paul did. Pollard's a free agent, so oh, he's gonna get a big payday, man. I'm happy. Yeah, uh, there's him. a lot of run- this this running back free agent class is absolutely stacked. It's Josh Jacobs, so Miles Sanders, class. Damian Harris, Tony wow. Pollard. Um, oh, there's a couple other big names too that are gonna be free Kareem agents. Hunt. Yep, Kareem Hunt. Maybe there's another know. one. There's a it's lot gonna, of them. It's crazy because it's they got a pretty top heavy running back class too. So like, it's gonna be interesting what a team does. It's gonna be odd men out. Wow, because the market's going to be set that first running back contract because maybe a running back just wants to get paid because a, a team could just go through the draft. But with all this people, this is going to be very interesting to see what happens in the running back uh, landscape in Dynasty here. Yeah, there's the, the running back position is loaded with talent. Wow. So there's cool. going to there's going to be some situations where guys are like wow. taking a while to sign and going to situations that aren't necessarily yeah. ideal for their. Yeah, it's going to be really oh, interesting to watch that in cool. the offseason. Wow. Anywho. We talked a little bit about Kyle Pitts, five for 80 and a touchdown on nine targets. Um, he's a riser because, like, let's be honest, his his value has been not low. People are start selling off Kyle Pitts for cheap. Um, let's be honest. But it's nice if you've held and you started him to get tight end, tight end one production. Um, you know, at the quarterback position today, we saw Tua Tagovailoa, 29 of 36, 382 and three. Both Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill exceed 100 yards receiving. Gusecki has a touchdown. Like, Tua looked really, really good today. You know, he was a little gun shy on running the football, but he protected himself, which was good. So yeah, I think he had, I think he had thirty yards rushing, um, which is nice to see for him. But man, Tua, he's Tyree Kills made a huge difference for everyone involved. Everyone in the preseason was like, oh, Tyree Kills going to eat into Waddle, and Waddle's not going to be as good. And Waddle's a top ten receiver this year, just like Tyree Kills. So um, we talked about Tyree Kills' incredible pace. He's on pace for over two thousand yards receiving this season. And it's in every other week. So every other week, he eclipses 100 yards. So next week is an off week for Tyreek Hill. So fade him. No, I'm just kidding. Mm. Um, you can't bench him, let's be honest. No, you can't. Uh, so obviously, we've seen stock up for Tua. We've seen stock up for Rondale Moore and DeAndre Hopkins in the Cardinals game. Rondale Moore has a nice long touchdown where he, you know, he broke a couple of tackles, hit his shirt, get tugged. Seven for 92 and one. And then on the other side of the ball, well, his teammate, 
DeAndre Hopkins, just volume monster, 12 for 159 and one. So again, Hopkins is a great trade target if you're looking to win now. I actually just sold DeAndre Hopkins uh, 10 days ago. And I got Devontae Parker. Don't laugh. Devontae Parker, another fairly decent receiver, and a 2024 first. Okay, that's fine. For DeAndre Hopkins. And DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins is my wide receiver five. This dynasty team, I'm good at wide receiver. So that's for me, fun. it was like, I can get a first-round pick for Hopkins. I have to smash that. Like, absolutely. And yeah. it could it could be a mid-first. I'm all for it. First. Obviously, I didn't think Hopkins was going to be this good coming back. But still, I had no regrets. Give me the first round pick because uh, then maybe I can flip it for somebody that I really want if I feel I need a receiver. And then last but not least on the risers list, um, we've got a few of them actually because I just scrolled down. Uh, Alvin Kamara, 18 for, for 62 and one on the ground, nine for 96 and two through the air. So yet another running back that scored three touchdowns today. I don't think I've ever seen so many running backs except for the days of yore, like when it was like LaDainian Tomlinson and Sean Alexander and Priest Holmes and when those guys are scoring multiple touchdowns all the time um, to see running backs score this many touchdowns this week was actually really, really fun to see Alvin Kamara. He looked like an absolute beast today. The saints shut out those God awful Las Vegas Raiders They're Josh McDaniel is going to be the OC next year for the Pats because the Raiders are going to be paying him. So Bill's going to get another cheap coach. Oh, Bill. Yeah. That's a bill move. Like this week does is judge and producer. Like other teams are paying him, bring him onto the staff for a min salary. Absolutely. Out. Bring him back. Yeah. So if you went in and bought Kamara on the low because he hadn't scored a touchdown until today, right? Like this is his first touchdowns of the season, I think. So Kamara looked like a beast. Uh, Andy Dalton getting the job done. Yeah. Wow. He, he didn't look great. So Kamara is definitely stock up. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson. He touched the ball 23 times, 143 yards. Didn't get in the end zone, but that's okay. Seven receptions. Back to back weeks too. Somebody's taking the James White role plus and, and his Damian name's, Harris and his well. name's Ramondre Stevenson. Like that's sick, dude. Good for him. Stevenson has been a top, I think, in the last month. I think Ramondre is a fifth or sixth overall at the running back position. Like he's been great. And the Pats schedule for running backs coming up is pretty good. So keep riding the Ramondre train and getting him into your starting lineup. And then last but not least, it's AJ Brown. Put on an absolute freaking clinic against the Steelers today because their secondary is missing a bunch of pieces. But I want to talk about not only A.J. Brown, six for 156 and three. I want to talk about Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts, you know, all my redraft leagues, which is only three, including Scott Fishbowl. I have Jalen Hurts as my quarterback. And the main reason is because of his dual threat ability with his legs. But my other thing was I thought that he could make the jump this year from a passing perspective. Now, it's easy to compare Josh Allen, right? Inaccurate, but could run. He was good for fantasy. The Bills trade for Stephon Diggs, and it changes the whole game. It changed Josh Allen, who he was as a quarterback, having that receiver like Stephon. The same exact thing is happening in Philadelphia. Brown. Yep. Jalen Hurts was up and down last year as a passer. He worked his butt off in the offseason. He's got better weapons around him now. And he was absolute dime pieces on these touchdowns to A.J. Brown, like dropping it in the bucket over multiple defenders. Jalen Hurts, when he was coming out of college, the combine, he looked like a young Russell Wilson to me. Like his mannerisms, the way that he plays, he's faster. You know, Russ used to run the ball 
when he was younger. Um, but I think Jalen always remind me of a young Russ. And that was one of the things that I really liked about him. So I was a, an early investor in Jalen Hurts, even though that, you know, they drafted him with high draft capital, but he wasn't the starter. So I got him cheap in some super flex leagues. And now I'm, I'm riding the wave of like Jalen Hurts is my QB one. Let's go. Um, you know, I can pair him with a Trey Lance. I can pair him with a Josh Allen in some leagues and just, I mean, I know Trey Lance is hurt now, but I'm hoping that Trey Lance makes that jump eventually. But uh, Jalen, really, really super impressive here. And, you know, he continues to be a top five QB. And he's going to be every week. He is one of the safest at the position, along with Josh Allen. I won't even put Lamar in that class because Lamar has been up and down. You know, Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts. Who else? Kyler's up and down. Like, those are the three guys that are just rock solid every single Anything to add on those rises? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. So let's look at Jalen Hurts now because you just talked about it and Tua Tungabailoa. It's just the epitome of what happens when you have a pretty solid quarterback, but you have the right necessary surrounding supports and the environment with them in. A.J. Brown traded for, and then Tua with Tyreek traded for. Offensive line, the Eagles have one of the best. I am unsure about the Dolphins, but Mike McDaniel, first-year head coach, when you have coaches who are going to scheme out and do the right things. So what I'm trying to say here is that we need to pay attention next year what the Chicago Bears and the Jacksonville Jaguars do for Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields because those are going to be the guys who can make this type of jump, especially if you could pair it with any of that rushing ability. So just to recap, having the right coaching and support will just pay extreme dividends for Jalen Hurts to a tongue of Iloa and anybody young quarterback in a similar situation. 100. So let's get on to our oomph player of the week via Tyler and his player of the week is Justin Fields. He has been a top 10 quarterback the last four weeks because of his rushing ability. Again, you just mentioned him. Like maybe he makes the jump next year. Like Jalen Hurts makes, we don't know, but I can see that happening. He's using his leg more, his legs more, which is really opening up the offense. And they committed to that watching you know i watched unfortunately watched the patriots game where they smoked the pats on the ground and fields was doing a lot of design run plays they even said like we took some plays out of the ravens playbook we saw what lamar jackson can do and it is working for them you know they lost to the cowboys today but they were they scored points they weren't uncompetitive um it just feels like they're forgetting about playing exactly how the offense should be just let fields be fields kind of like how the panthers did with cam newton for all those years build around his strengths let him do his thing and you'll probably be okay. So that is his oomph player of the week, Justin Fields. Now just get the man some help. We saw Cole Komet score a touchdown today for the first time in over two years. So that's nice. Um, it was 2020 the last time he scored a touchdown. Love that. Yikes. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, like you said, what the Bears do in the offseason um, and what they do with, you know, David Montgomery is another one of those free agent running backs. For me, I'm letting him go and ride in the Khalil Herbert train, baby. I'm all about that. Let's get on to James's spray tan player of the week. Now, the spray the spray tan player of the week is the player that has a, a nice fantasy performance that is like it's just fake. Like, oh, they had a one nice week, but it's probably not gonna happen again. So this week's spray tan player of the week is Demir Bird. Um, he scored a touchdown. Or no, it was no, it was his Demir Bird was his, his player last week. That's back to back tutties, bro. Yeah, and that that's actually happened twice now to James. Because he had the kid from the Saints as a spray tan player, and then he scored the week after. So maybe the spray tan player is like a precursor. So to pick, a start that player, everybody. All right. Well, his spray tan player this week is Nikhil Harry. Remember him? 
Perry. Yeah, I'm a Patriots fan, of oh, course. Oh, got Tuddy. Let's go. And I remember all the great wide receivers they drafted after Nikhil Harry went off the board. But I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about Deontay or McLaurin or Debo or A.J. Brown or D.K. Metcalf. I, I don't want to talk about any of those guys anymore. So it's Nikhil Harry. Only two receptions for 24 yards, but he did have a touchdown. Justin Fields hasn't thrown over 27 attempts in a single game this season, and he's only been over 200 yards once. So James said, I'm not trusting anyone from the Bears receiving group outside of Herbert. I would put Mooney in there. He's been semi-productive for you, especially with bye weeks coming up, um, and they're kind of hot and heavy. So, yeah. But that's the Spray Tan Player of the Week. It is former first-round pick, 101 in some dynasty drafts. <laughs> Nikhil here. <laughs> rip. Big old rip. Oh. All right, before we get to my tight end buy of the week, let's give a shout-out to Underdog. I mentioned them earlier. I played some of their prop bets, which are a lot of fun. You know, at this point in the season, you might be looking at your teams and being like, I'm done. I'm not paying attention. My redraft teams stink. My dynasty teams need rebuilding. So you know what? You want to keep the season alive, and you want to play players that you don't roster. You go on Underdog. You can do drafts against other people super quick. You can do prop bets. All sorts of fun stuff on underdog.com. So go and download it on the Apple iTunes store or the Google Play store. Then use code DHH to have your deposit of up to $100 matched right away. It's free money for something that you're going to enjoy and you're probably going to play anyway. So treat yourself. Use code DHH. Play an NFL best ball. Do over and under predictions, prop bets. Don't miss out on this deal. Once again, code DHH for your deposit up to $100 matched for one of the biggest rising entities in the fantasy football space underdog duck. all right my tight end by the week you know the tight end is pretty bad who is it i'm not gonna lie so i was trying to think of this today like i don't want to give like a rookie or a young player or mm, okay uh, anything like that you know he just re- he just recently got injured Ooh, who did and you're probably buying a little high on him a little bit a little bit. His usage has been phenomenal. He's been the number two pass catcher on his number team. Two. He's had over 75 yards receiving, I believe, three weeks in a row. Ooh, He's sprinkled in some touchdowns. He's an absolute athletic freak. Who is it? It's David Njoku. So Hi, Anderson. If you've listened to this podcast, you know that I am an OG Stan truther for David Njoku. I rostered him. I spent first-round picks on David Njoku. That's how committed I am. Mm, so so it was nice to finally see him hit. Mm. I didn't sell Njoku anywhere. Oh no, I did in one league actually. I got a good offer and I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna diversify my bonds because Wu Tang Financial. So I diversified my bonds. But David Njoku, we've seen what he can do with Jacoby Brissett. We did high ankle sprain. He's gonna miss a few weeks. Maybe it's the rise of Harrison Bryant, who is a former Mackey Award winner, who could fill in. I like Harrison Bryant. I've got him much. as the tight end, the resident tight end hoarder. Of course, I have Harrison Bryant in some spots. Um, so maybe he fills in admirably for Njoku. But I'm not worried about Njoku going anywhere because he's a top five paid tight end in the league. And the contract that he signed, Cleveland is committed to him. Love the athleticism. I love what they've been doing with him. Yep. And just in a few weeks, supposedly, weeks. we're going to get a quarterback upgrade. Week 11. We'll see how 10, he looks. 12? 11. He'll be back against the Texans, ironically. Back against the Texans at Houston. Who would have thought? Who could have planned that? They didn't plan that. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Um, so Deshaun Watson's going to be back. So we saw what David Njoku could do with Brissett, who is a average quarterback, I guess. <laughs> well, average. That's being nice. Bad quarterback. Okay. Deshaun Watson has the potential, if he returns to form, to be a top five NFL quarterback. Talent-wise, so, absolutely. 
yeah, I, I like me some David Njoku. Go and get him. I'm I'm fine paying a second for him in a tight end premium format. Any cool second? I'd be comfortable. Mid, I'd be comfortable mid. Right. Um, but I mean, my love runs deep, so I can do irrational things. What about trading Darnell Mooney for David Njoku? I would do that. Uh, Gabe Davis for David Njoku. It makes you think. Shout out to David Njoku. Go buy him. You're absolutely right. I agree with that, Corey. <laughs> it is now your time to shine. Yeah. It is time hey, for the thrift shop. Player of the week. Who are we picking up at the thrift shop? Now, what thrift shop do you go? Do you go to the thrift shop? Are you a thrift? Are you a thrifter? I mean, uh, uh, like if I'm if my plan is to like be a out Salvation about, Army. If my plan is to be out and about, I will potentially stop at least think about it. I'm not like one regular doing that, but I thought it was a good idea because I mean, you said someone that you're picking up, but sometimes at a thrift shop you're donating and giving yep. up. That's true. So I could go either way with it this week. I've just been thinking with the trade di- trade deadline coming up that I may want to pick up something, especially if you could find like a Marquez Callaway on the waivers. What if he's the guy that is traded to the Chargers? What if, you know, they don't need him. They obviously haven't been needed him. What if he is the guy, or I guess Darius Slayton as well for a little bonus. Cause Slayton someone, looked good today. I picked him up. I kind of need time. him though. You know, he's got to be a guy like maybe there's going to be a contender wanting to give up a third if you're lucky. Kendrick Bourne. Kendrick Bourne, exactly. Um, So Marquez Callaway's guy I'm coming at because if he does go to the Chargers, you know, maybe you could trade him to a a wide receiver needy team. If not, you could just go ahead and drop him uh, uh, the day after or day of of the trade deadline. No problem. Just pull into the little drive through drop off spot and be like, yes. So he's potentially he's he's this week's thrift shop player and potentially next week thrift prop share so whoa thrift shop player so i just got two weeks and one out uh so you're welcome you're just a multitasking master uh so twitter streets with the on-site correspondent i you know i was on a cruise for the for five days in the past week so i haven't been on the twitter street so i don't have anything to report here my reporter this reporter has been on vacation Corey, have you observed anything that's been hot in the twitter streets that people have been buzzing about this week um, um, anything that's like irrational or just totally silly. Yeah. So what an absolute bad week to have us on. I'm, I don't do Twitter like that anymore. I've completely gotten rid of it outside of promoting anything I'm doing, retweeting some stuff. So I do not like, I have a weird timeline right now and it's mostly revolved around like food and then kind of funny like boards in the shape of, you know, a bunch of stuff. So, oh, yeah. you know, I don't pay attention to Twitter like that. I mean, Twitter is, not really something you should be going for for your content. I, there's a lot of good quick stuff going on, but it just seems like it's definitely in an environment that's not for me, for someone who's too busy doing content creation or trying to do some other stuff. And Twitter's kind of ruined the experience a little bit for finding kind of valuable information as the whole new kind of clickbait and you know things for views and all that stuff is coming mm-hmm. to play. So oh, the threads. I have gotten off of Twitter in terms of that. I'm on there, you know, group chats and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I have nothing. Ex- I, I could tell you a bunch of stuff that's going on in Twitter sphere, but nothing for fantasy. I really. would tell you, for, I, I think Twitter can be a very good resource for fantasy information. Absolutely. But you have to make sure that you're following the right people. So if you find someone that you're following or you start to follow them and you're like, get rid of them. There's a lot of uh, echo chamber on Twitter, like, you know, a lot of people agreeing about the same thing. So it can cloud your judgment. Mm -hmm. Um, It's one thing that like I stopped listening to as many podcasts as I used to 
because for me, it was like, I'm getting all this information. What do I do with it? And and some of it would make me change my mind when I should have just held steady to my beliefs. Yep. Exactly. So that's when I started to pare down the amount of podcasts that I listened to. That's exactly. when I pared down the amount of people that I follow on Twitter. Yep. Um, remember, you want to have a mind of your own. It's great if you rely on certain analysts that you really, really like. And there's a handful of podcasts. I probably listen to, on average, there's one podcast that I listen to often and the other ones are like here and there when i have time yeah but i used to listen to a ton and i found it clouding my judgment and i didn't like yep. it i want to have i want to have my own ideas i don't want to um even give you guys analysis based on what i hear like i want to be as authentic as i yep. can be um to the listeners because i feel that that's one of the reasons why they come here in the first place so i i saw how it would affect me as an analyst and as a fantasy football player. So I made that adjustment and I pivoted. And I think that's a, it can be a hard thing to do because you're so caught up in it. Right. So that's like my, I guess that's my word to the wise this week. I'll put it oh, what way. a beautiful moment we just had there, man. Well, maybe we should stick to the fantasy sports, bro. I love no, those that. That was great, man. No, I mean, fantasy, going on the Twitter, you're a real person, <laughs> right? I mean, I'm sure it's probably just the hot topics of the week, just to get a little yeah. more serious here. You know, Cam Akers, a bunch of the trade deadlines going on. Yeah, so. there'll be stuff. There'll be stuff trades. Well, I'm, I'm sure this will be a good one because now I'm back Take in it, my man. rhythm. I've got some we'll bandwidth. Go I'll be on Twitter. There'll be something people are going on about, and I'll be like, really? So, and, no, it'll great. be more entertaining next week i promise so stuff. before we before we get out of here i did want to give a shout out to the dynasty nerds make sure to go support them rich and the team on dynastynerds.com and sign up for the nerd herd use code dhh for 15 percent off of any subscription they've got trade tools there's an extra nerd herd episode prospect film room prospect scores and the dynasty gm all sorts of cool tools over there at our friends at dynasty nerds and rich's wife Amanda, I believe, or Ashley, begins with an A, Ooh. makes the best charcuterie board you've ever seen. Ooh. So I'm just going to leave it there. Viridian Global, if you're looking for a hoodie because it is starting to get cold, especially in Minnesota, um, or you're looking for a hat or a shirt, check out Viridian Global. If you want to rock our DHH gear, we would very much appreciate that. Thank you very much. Corey, before we get out of here, any any last words, my friend? Uh, I mean, everybody just take care of themselves, stay healthy, you know, get prepared for the fall weather and uh, activities about the snow coming if you're in the region. So take care of yourselves. Yeah. And happy Halloween. Be safe. If you got your kiddos and you're going to be trick or treating today, hopefully you're listening to this on Monday. Have fun out there. Share pictures of you and your kids and their costumes with DHH or Dynasty Hepper on Twitter. We'd love to see them. I love creative ideas. I went to a Halloween party with my wife yesterday, saw all sorts of cool costumes. I'm not a big dresser upperer. Um, I had a costume I had a few years ago. I'm like, yeah, I'll wear something. But the amount of work and thought that people put into stuff is just always amazes me because I'm just not wired that way. Um, so would love to see it and enjoy. Try not to eat too much of your kids' candy. You know, it's 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 bulking season. You know, you got Halloween, then you got Thanksgiving, and then Christmas. Mm. Eggnog. Oh mm. God, so so much eggnog with some mm. Sailor Jerry rum. Oh, with that. Mm. Oh. oh. Forget about it. I, it's time for me to get out of here before I get, I get way too thirsty. So thank you, Corey, for joining me this week. James and Tyler and myself should be back next week. So the Triforce will be back in effect. And once again, if you've listened to us, leave a beautiful review and rating on iTunes. That's what helped us get bumped up over the other Happy Hour podcast. Yeah, there's other ones. I'm looking at you, Matt. Um, but check out Manscaped. Check out Underdog, Trophy Smack. It's code DHH for pretty much everything except Trophy Smack, which is code. And that helps support the show. We thank you very much, and we'll see you next week on the Dynasty Happy Hour.